Hey, you awesome folks. Thanks for taking this journey of discovery with your guide, Keith Haney. You're listening to the Becoming Bridge Builders podcast, your favorite podcast for everything from racial reconciliation to education innovation, justice reform, and leading change in the 21st century. This podcast is for people who love to be challenged with difficult topics, but want practical solutions to solve these challenging issues. Becoming Bridge Builders makes change possible. Each week on the podcast, Keith invites innovative thought leaders to share how they are building bridges in their area of expertise. You will hear breakthrough ideas and concepts that are changing the world. He's featuring guests who are best-selling authors, leaders at Microsoft, entrepreneurs, leading educators, professors, lawyers, and so many more. Listen in to learn how you can be the bridge to the change you are seeking. Welcome. My guest today is Juan Lee. Juan is a transformational speaker, author, and teacher on the powerful principles of love. For over 30 years, he has studied organized religion to find the elements that unite humanity and share the message that those with those who need it. Based outside of Washington, D.C., Juan has many career experiences, including serving in the U.S. Armed Forces and now author of Love Made Simple. Learn more at JuanLeeTheAuthor.com. Mm-hmm. So, Juan, um, what's the best advice you've ever received? Oh, boy. <laughs> I tell you, the, the best uh, advice I, I, I received was that life is about choices. Choices uh, that basically direct the course of your life. Um, that's was, you know, there was so much involved in that, but how you gain the knowledge and the um, decision-making process sure. to make those choices that will direct and, and, and dictate the course of your life took me on a whole new understanding of what life is all about. That's cool. So for the millions who are listening around the world, tell us something about yourself that most people do not know. Well, I'll tell you, if you have not read my book, I will tell you the one thing that you will not know unless you read my book or I've told you. Uh, and that is that I have a learning disability. Oh, okay. Um, it was an undiagnosed learning disability until I was 37 years old. Wow. Um, making my academic and learning or my most, um, developmental process extremely challenging. Yeah, I can imagine those are hard when you don't know even what to do to adapt to what you're not getting. I cannot share with you the degree of frustration and and basically um, I was ch- I was fighting a ghost that I had no idea who the ghost was. was. Yeah, who the ghost was. Right. I mean, you're talking about just the mere fact that there was no answers to, and the thing about it is there wasn't even questions to even seek. Answer right. So, how did you? How did they find out you had one, or how did you find out you had a learning disability? 
37 years old. Give you give me a give you a lead up to that. Um, I left home, graduated from high school at 17, went into the military. Um, everything changed while I was in the military. My whole beginning to this journey that I'm talking about here, about love, um, started while I was in the military. Stayed in the military nine years. Um, got out, got married. Um, and I still was chasing this ghost throughout that experience and being very successful in the military. Um, and when my wife, my wife found a, a, a doctor at the University of Maryland that would administer a test to determine that I had a memory deficiency and could basically tell me my life story. Wow. As to the frustration that I had could just pinpoint the things that I was dealing with in my life up until I was 37 years old. And I was like, he says, this is why. And this is why. And that's why. And that, and he understood the fact that um, I had to find an alternative to being able to overcome those things. And I didn't even know those things that I was overcoming until he told me. But I had figured him out because I was, I was, he was like, it was almost amazing. He said that you've gotten to the place that you are and you never knew this. God is amazing, isn't he? <laughs> and you never knew this. Right. Because I had no tools or no nothing. And so when I found out what it was, it just basically, I mean, life just became so clear and I understood then why I had to do what I had to do, the way I had to do it. It's amazing. And and I had to be, and the thing about it was is that I had to accept the fact that that's the way I had to do it. Right. Which was kind of challenging because life was about education was about comparing. It's about it's about measuring up. Right. And I had to realize that I was uniquely made. And I didn't need to be measured or uh, uh, made to be less than. I had something that was original to me. And I had to learn who that and what that was. And that, that was where that process while I was in the military started. Because I was wondering when you said you found love in the military. Is that usually where you think you're going to find love? Because <laughs> my son's in the military. And I don't think he found love there. But so when you said that, it made me think there's more to that story. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Love showed me, the military showed me the attitude of love. Right. And the system that love is. Military is nothing but a system. Right. Life is nothing more than a system. You figure out where you fall in the system and how you roll, how you operate within the system. And then you begin to repeat the system just like life does. It ain't no surprise about it. Right. <laughs> it's just, unfortunately, we don't realize that we're in a system and we are ourselves a part of a system. Correct. And love is the answer for that system. It is the system that we operate on as being humans to make sure that we as a part of 
the system that we are a part of is successful and fulfilled. So in today's culture, you kind of touched on a couple of things I want to dig a little deeper with. Love is hard to define and it's even hard to see, especially in the last year and a half, two years, you, you don't see a lot of love being displayed on television. Um, so how do you define love? Well, again, that's a little bit about what I was saying. I mean, to, to really define love, you really have to understand um, life in it itself. And I think so many of us searching for the definition of life makes love very difficult to be able to see. See, life is, is this platform that love is the system for. And so this platform that we're on is a system that love emulates. And the fact of the matter is it's emulating it for the purpose of humanity. It's for humanity. It's the love um, is the tool that is used to protect humanity. And if you understand that, See, we all have humanity in common. And for us to be able to understand that love shows us that we need one another. And that's the purpose. And that's the reason why love is so difficult because it's being, it's, it's generated in a, in a selfish mode. Love is not about what you get, it's about what you get. And until we get that idea, get that understanding, we're going to have any and everybody given their own interpretation of what love is, but it's very simple. It's the ability to give of yourself to one another. And that is the way in which we connect so that we can be able to preserve humanity. That's what it's about. We, this thing called life, as we know it, it's temporary. As being humans, we, it's a temporary. We, we coming through this thing that is life, that platform of life, we're just experiencing it and coming, going through it. But when we understand that the thing that remains is humanity from generation to generation, and we have to invest our experience into humanity so that humanity can continue, so that it can push humanity down the road, so that it's better off for us being here because we were here to experience this and we invested that experience back into it. Right. Because humanity is broken from the fall and it's imperfect. Uh, and so because love is so foreign now to this fallen humanity, we're trying to figure out how do we do that? And, and I love what you say, because um, being a pastor, when I talk about love with my people, it's always a reminder that love is not necessarily an emotion. Love is an action. And, and absolutely right exactly even you because i may absolutely. i may love you without necessarily liking you right now <laughs> but see here's the point it's not until you can show it that you manifest it right and so it you know it, it's that ability to be able to manifest it so that it's for you it's for me it's for you so my point is is that that's how we are able to you um to continue to uh manifest and to put and demonstrate it to one another right. is when we show it. It's, 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 it's essential for us to be able to show it. You, you tie, and I think it's rightly so you tie love into life. So 
when people ask the question, I mean, I, there are so many books out there, the meaning of life, the purpose of life, the, the purpose driven life. People are always searching for that. Why am I here? Uh, so how do you answer that question when people say, I don't know why I'm here. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Where am I supposed to go? What, what, how do you address that when people are asking that question? Well, see, here's the thing. You've got to understand that you are a part of the bigger picture called humanity. We're part of a bigger, and that's the circle or the cycle or the system that we have to identify. We have to realize that it's not about us. Our purpose is to protect humanity. But we all have that uniqueness in us that's going to be demonstrated differently than anybody else. That's when we're able to learn and find out who we are so that we can give that which we have to humanity. See, we have to understand, and that's why it's so important, that we're a temporary in this thing called life. It's a temporary experience. It's not short. And I have a problem when people say life is short. No, it's as long as it can be. Temporary. That's it. This experience here on life, on earth as we know it that relates to every one of us. We are all subscribed to the to the to the the process of we are all human beings. We're in this thing together. I don't care where you come from, how you where how you got here. We're all here with the same vision and the same purpose, and that is to invest into humanity. We're giving back into what someone gave into for us to be here. The past was made up of humanity. They invested their experience into humanity, and we're the benefit benefactors of it. And we have that opportunity right now to do that exact same thing to the next generation is that we have to invest it back. But that takes selflessness. That takes selflessness. And that is where we as a society struggle right now because we think that we have something that's ours. It's only ours. It's not. It's not even ours. Right. I heard someone say just recently, it was, it was a powerful statement to me. Every time you walk into a room, you leave a legacy. The, the question is, what kind of legacy? Are people happy to see you come or are they happy to see you leave the room? So you're right. Humanity is about the impact that we make while we're here and the amount of time that we have. And we do that by, by living out the, the calling of work, like you said, to live a selfless life, to, to give of ourselves to someone else because that's what was given us. That's what God did for us. God gave selflessly to us and said, learn from my generosity, learn from my, from my mercy. And that key word love is the system that we are to do it with. That it's, it's when that has the actions for someone else. It's the actions for someone else. That's what God did. He gave us the action for us. God gave us Jesus, the action. For us. Now we are to give that same action to others. So why do you think people struggle with that? And, and how does that play into the challenges that they face in life? 
stay with us. We'll be right back. And now a word from one of our sponsors, For Freedom Mobile. If you're using AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, then you're being tracked. Mobile providers collect your location, communications, internet, internet activity, even your financial transaction. They sell that data to anyone willing to pay for it and provide it to the government without a warrant. Switch to For Freedom Mobile, and you won't ever have to worry about Big Tech or Big Brother tracking you through your mobile phone again. For Freedom Mobile provides secure, unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data for just $29.99 a month, and it includes free internet roaming in over 200 countries. Sign up for the service by visiting forfreedommobile.com and using the promo code BRIDGEBUILDERS to get your first month for only $9.99. See forfreedommobile.com for details, just like the number four, freedommobile.com. Because again, that's the whole point. They don't. Ha- this hasn't been taught in that simplistic way. Right. It's just look. It's this that simple. It's like you feel like you have you're losing something. No, you don't have anything to lose. That's your 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 game is in the fact that you lose. You know, you give only because you have to give. You can't give what you don't have. And you're trying to hold on to what you have. Right. And don't know. And the problem is, is that when you give what you have, it just makes room for more to receive. The concept is so, you know, it's it's so profound, but it's very simple. You have to give. Right. And that's when you begin to develop yourself. One of the things that you do is you you accept, you accept self, you develop self and then you give self. Okay, when you accept, you you find those flaws and you say, okay, I'm of the mindset that your biggest strengths are on the other side of your weaknesses or your biggest your biggest fulfillment is on the other side of your weakness. Because you've got to let that go. That's not that's not that doesn't define you. The things that I realize is that. This experience on life is not about what you don't have. It's about what you, how you use what you do have. And that's that when I learned that I wasn't going to compare myself with anybody. I'm, I'm not going to compare. I have something that's uniquely that I have to offer. That is no, it's different than anybody else. I'm not trying to compare myself. I'm trailblazing my own course. And that's that uniqueness. But at the end of the day, it's for humanity. It's not for me. I only give what I have. And what I have is to give. So as we look at our world around us today, there's a lot of division. Um, What would you say to a world that is fighting over, like you say, uh, fighting over their sense of this is mine and you can't have it? How do you talk to a generation that is so self-centered or so focused on things that divide us, things that, 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 that make us different, but aren't necessarily things that make us better? You know, you just answered your own question. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm getting ready to low, I'm getting ready to lay the ax at the bottom of the tree of where it, you can't avoid it because the tree is the source to correct this. 
but it's the tree that's doing more, almost more harm to it than anything. Um, division is the culprit. The perpetuation of division. We want to be identified apart from the whole. And we do everything we can to promote division. I don't care in what area of life, I don't care what circumstance, we are promoting division from the highest level of our society to the very lowest level of our society. We are promoting division. And we wonder why we have the issues that we have. In this country, we call it the United States of America. And it is nothing as far from united as the United States of America. And that's the question. That's the, if we just stop dividing ourselves, stop promoting division, find the things that we have in common. That's why I said humanity, there is not one person living on this earth that cannot identify with being human. Why can't we acknowledge the things that we have in common and allow the differences to be those things that make us better? Yeah, that's profound. I love this question for people I talk to. What do you want your legacy to be? Just that, is that I made a difference, had an opportunity to make a difference for humanity to, to come, for generations to come. That's it. I, 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 um, I don't, I'm thankful. I live in a place of peace with contentment, with all my needs met. That's the power of love. And if I can instill that understanding, that, uh, that, that space for generations to come, I think I, I, I would have left a legacy that um, I could be proud of and all the people that will experience it will, will glean from. That's great. Anything I haven't asked you that I should have asked you? Um, I have a nonprofit. I am a founder and executive director of a nonprofit called Clear Journey. And we uh, teach life skills and um, attitudes for success. So that's what drives everything. The Clear Journey is the idea of inputting and infusing our, the younger generation um, with the tools necessary for a clear journey in life. Um, and so that's, that's what I'm spending my time on, um, along with the message of love. And that's basically the practical application of love is clear journey, is putting that into practical applications where young people can see the actions of love in their everyday life. That's great. 
So where can people find you on social media? Well, until we get that 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 uh, Clear Journey uh, <laughs> website up, which I'm working on, um, you can get me at uh, my website, uh, which is wanleadyauthor.com, and that's where you can uh, find the book and more about me. Or I'm, I'm on Facebook also at wanleadyauthor on IG at wanleadyauthor. Um, I'm on Twitter as love in love made simple. And by all means, I'm on LinkedIn um, as Juan Lee. Um, and you can even catch me solely sometime in the, when I get a chance on uh, Clubhouse. Cool. I like Clubhouse. That's a new one. Most people know about Clubhouse. Yeah, Clubhouse. I really enjoy Clubhouse. Uh, I'm going to hopefully get me a room started here shortly. Um, but I tell you, it just doesn't seem like there's enough time in the day. <laughs> That's very true. Well, Juan, thank you for what you do. And may that message of love that you're you're passing around to people catch on because what the world, as somebody, as a song once said, what the world needs now is love, real love. So may people catch up that message with you. Blessings on what you're doing. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks for listening to Becoming Bridge Builder. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help support the podcast, please subscribe and share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at bkeithhaney and on Getter and Twitter at RevHeadpin or on his website at alightbreaksthrough.org. Thanks again and tune in next time.